Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. I'm going to read a portion of scripture in Romans. Chapter 5, 8 through 10. And to give it a name, God gave me this a couple of weeks ago. God gave it to me and I was supposed to go to Pooley Mills and I was going to preach for Brother Snell. And when I was up there, I didn't even have my Bible open. I didn't have nothing going. And, 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 and God just moved me in a different direction, in a, a, a different way. I thought this message was for there. And then with everything going on, it was like God just confirmed everything that was taking place. And surely this message is for this church tonight, t- t- today. Surely this message is for people that are wondering, that are waiting. Does God still love me? Does he still care for me? Did he truly die for me? Did he truly shed his blood for me? Amen. In Romans chapter 5, 8 through 10, it says, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath, from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Amen. Amen. Here, let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, I pray right now, God, that you move to this place, God, you speak through me, God. God, that you give give us a word, God, that is going to touch souls and touch lives, touch hearts, God. God, to, to let us know, God, for a surety, God. God, that you didn't die in vain. God, that your grace is sufficient, your mercy and your love, God. God, I pray you move in this place and that we leave here different than we came in, God. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. Amen. Everyone can be seated. And to give it a name, I thought I, already, I think I already said it, but compassion. And I was sitting there thinking, what is the greatest example of compassion? What really shows God's compassion for us? And I couldn't think of nothing greater than the fact that he went to that cross. Because he didn't go to that cross because he felt sorry for us. He didn't go to that cross because he felt bad for us or, yeah, I'm just going to go do it just because. But he had compassion for us. And I was sitting there thinking that, It was compassion in action that brought us salvation. His compassion. You know, and I actually looked up a couple things out of the dictionary. Because compassion is not sympathy. Compassion is not empathy. Sympathy, feeling sorry for another's hurt. Empathy, walking in another's shoes. Compassion. Love in action. And I was sitting there thinking about that love in action. I was sitting there thinking about the fact that he carried that cross. And I was sitting there thinking about he knew where he was going. He knew that the blood was going to come from his body. He knew he was going to be hanging on that cross. He knew the pain that he went through. The slaps on the face. 
the ridicule, the, the cat of nine tails across his body. By his stripes we are healed. He went through all this, and it wasn't because he felt sorry for us, but we are his creation, and he loved us so much that he wasn't going to allow the devil to just come in and consume our life. He said, I'm going to make a way where there is no way. I'm going to give a sinless life, that I'm going to robe myself in flesh. I found something. I want to read it to you. I didn't think of it. This is, this is too good for me to think of. I was impressed when I read it, but it says, in the ministry of Jesus from his humble birth to his death on the cross was defined by compassion. The word compassion means to suffer with or to suffer together. Jesus suffered for us and he suffered with us. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. And and now where do we see Jesus' ministries, ministry of compassion more clearly than on the cross? Where he was willing to suffer with us even to the point of death. He was willing to enter into all of our suffering. From the pain of birth to the longing of hunger to the throes of grief. And this one really got me. And to the final gasps, which led to death. Jesus did all these things, not just to make, not to make us feel guilty, but to show us the length he was willing to go out of love for us. And I read that part where it was, gasping and, and into my mind I'm a very visual visual person and I and I'm imagining Jesus on the cross and I'm imagining his arms out and I'm imagining the blood dripping from him and I'm watching as they put the stakes in there and, I, and I'm watching how he's suffering and he's hurting and I'm watching as he, he's breathing where, where he can barely breathe and he was doing it for you and then as all the people out there were ready for him to die except for a few followers that were there. And he was praying for them, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the thief on the cross, one of the men on the cross, the one was mocking him and the other ones left, remember me. Today thou will be with me in paradise. And I was wondering, and I was, I was pondering the fact of the compassion of what he had. You know, I'm not here today. I'm not here preaching today and 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 have my family and and have a job and 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 doing all right. I got food in my my shelves. I got I got a vehicle. I got two vehicles. I'm doing pretty good for myself, but no way am I rich. But would I be here today if somebody didn't have compassion and seen me and was praying for me and was reaching out for me? It's okay to give a little pat on the back, but sometimes we may need a little bit more than a pat on the back because the hurt that we're going through, a pat on the back's really not going to cut it. And every, every one of us in this time in our life, now you might have grew up in church and stayed connected to God and kept on going and you're still running strong today and never had a hiccup moment in your life and that's great. God bless you. 
But for the 99.99% in the church, everybody has had a dry spell in their life. Everybody has been going through something. Everybody has had turmoil in their life. Everybody has gone hungry. Everybody has gone through pain. Everybody has had maybe someone that was messed up on drugs or alcohol or you lost someone. Everybody's been through something in their life. If you lost somebody, you've been through something in your life. You've had grief, and you sat down, and you start wondering about life. You're wondering where's God at. You're wondering why did it happen. Why did I lose that person or this person? You're wondering, and then God speaks to an individual, and he comes. You see, the, the whole thing is it's amazing about compassion. When compassion, when you are consumed with compassion, trying to reach souls. You will put yourself and your things aside to be able to reach somebody. You know, my big thing is, and probably because I can sympathize with the individual, for one, but my big thing is seeing someone that's homeless. And I guess because I grew up living in a car and and we're out on the streets asking for money. But when I see somebody that's homeless, when I worked in St. Louis, I, I could have swore I was going to go broke because every time I hit that one gas station, I would have a different person every single time. Yeah, what's up? Sir? Sir? I was wondering if you had a couple of dollars. I'm homeless. I, I don't have no place to go. And so, you know, a lot of times you can tell, and sometimes you can't. I have no compassion and sympathy when I can see someone holding a sign, and they got nicer tennis shoes at $150 that are nicer than mine, and they got brand-new clothes that look like they've just been washed. Their hair's not greasy. Come on, if you don't take a shower because you're homeless, your hair's going to be greasy. There's going to be a smell about you. There's just going to be a, you can tell. And I've had people standing there, clean as all get out, open their marble cigarettes, got a, got a nice $5 pack of cigarettes that they got in their pocket, and got a smartphone sitting in their pocket, and they're standing up holding a sign, and they'll use God to try to give you money. And they found out that there's people that will stand out there, they can look at their job. And the one place offered them a job. And he said, you're crazy. Why would I take that amount of money? I make more than all of you in here. He said, what do you mean? Standing out here being homeless. I ain't homeless, but I'm begging for money. I make 60000 a year just standing out here. Why in the world would I overexert myself and come there and get paid for, for $15 an hour? But when I see that person, you know that they're homeless. You know that they're hungry. And my heart breaks because I've been there. I've been there. One time we were we were going somewhere, and we pulled up to a fast food restaurant, and I pulled in, and I looked over, and I seen the girl's dad in the car. I seen the baby in the back, and the mom was in there trying to get something. And when I went in there, I seen her going through her purse. She just wanted to get something to drink for her kid. Looked like she's probably three years old. And she's scrounging through change. And my heart broke. And compassion really hit me. And I went up to her. 
And I didn't know how to say it because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. And I said, can I help you? And she kind of looked at me. I said, look, I've been there scrambling for change. I've been there when I didn't know if I was going to have something to eat. I, I see you got a baby in there. Your dad's in there, and you're here scrounging for change just because you're trying to get the bare minimum. I said, God has really blessed me financially. Go ahead and pick whatever you want on the thing because people have done it for me, and I'm going to pay it forward, and I'm going to, whatever you want, you want something to drink, you want a happy meal, get something for your dad. Get something for your, 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 your baby that's in the back seat. Get something for you. I said, it does not matter. Go ahead and get it. And she says, are you, you sure? Are you sure? I said, oh, I'm positive. And she didn't even get that much. I think she got like a hamburger and a soda, and she just got like a little fry or something and a, a small cup, a drink for her baby to give her baby. Now. What if I would have went in there and I would have seen that? And, you know, I've been, I've been in fast food places, and I've seen people come into places, and you got someone scrounging for change because they don't know if they have enough. And you always got that one person. <laughs> Here we go. Can't afford it. Wish you'd hurry up. Come on, everyone's seen them. But what if we allowed compassion? To consume us to the point. People, people don't need you to feel sorry for them. People might need just a little bit. Brother, it's like you said when someone says they're hungry. They're hungry. There's just something about someone saying, man, I'm hungry. And he'll go. And he'll go. <laughs> I think someone's hungry. I'm going to hurry up. But you said you go get them something to eat. Because your heart breaks for them. If we had that mentality in life today, and we quit looking at people saying, oh, they must be going through this, or they must be going that, and we judge them, or we ridicule them, or we talk about them, you can go into McDonald's and say, man, that person stinks, go out. But you don't know what they're going through. You've never probably walked in their shoes. You don't know the heartache they're going through. They might have been a Vietnam veteran, and they're struggling, and they're dealing with some things, and they just don't know how to deal with it, and they just might need some prayer. They might just need someone to say, let me help you out. Let me buy you a meal. I want to show you compassion. My father-in-law was a Vietnam veteran, got drafted. And I couldn't even understand what he's seen over there. But they go through things. They have hurt. They have pain. And what they might need is just a little compassion. I'm glad that this church shows compassion. I'm glad that people here love people when they come in. I'm glad that when someone comes up to pray, people come up there and pray with them. Why? Because they know that they've been through that before. You go up and pray for people because you were at that time in your life. First time you ever come up to the altar, it's almost embarrassing because you know all eyeballs are staring at you. But when you get fed up, when you have enough, when you need God to do something in your life, then you're going to go. And you're going to go to that altar because you want God 
And then when you see people surrounding that individual, it speaks volumes to that person because they're not up there ridiculing them. They're not up there bad-mouthing bad them, talking bad about them. You're up there because you want to see the love of God surround them. You want to see the love of God fill them. You want to see the love of God move on them that when tears are coming out of their face, they can get up and say, I felt the Savior's hands wrapped around me. And it might have been just because you stood in faith and had compassion and said, there is a soul in need. They need the love of God because when they leave out of here, you don't know if they're going through something and going to go end their life. And it might be that moment right there at an altar that people surround them and show them the love and pray like it's real. God's not looking for weekend warriors. God's not looking for someone to have lip service with them so that they look good. But God's looking for somebody, like you said, brother, we don't want the rocks to cry. Ain't no rock in a crowd in my place. He created me to give him worship. He created me. And if I shut up, then the rocks are going to cry out and the devil gets the glory not on my watch. Amen. In 1 John chapter 3, 16, 18, it says, Whereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our life for the brethren. But whoso has, but whoso has this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him. How, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Jesus Christ going to the cross was compassion in action. And he set that example for us. Yeah, it might be set pretty high. But when we allow the compassion in our life to lead to, act, to lead to action, to do something for somebody, not that we're going to get anything in return. Well, I'm going to give you, the, I'm going to buy you this meal, but you're going to give me, so, oh, you need a room to stay. I'm going to pay for that room, but you're going to pay me back. What happened to compassion that says, God, lead me. God, open up a door. God, do something in my life. I want to be a blessing to that individual. They're hurting. They're struggling. God. Touch their life as you have touched mine. When you allow compassion to just consume your life and you start walking under the anointing of the Holy Ghost in your life, you're going to see because God will show you. That person's hurting. Look at that person's eyes. It looks like, it looks like they're going through something and they just might need a word of, a word of encouragement. You know, I, I had something like that happen to me. I had Brother Brother Benny Haslett. You know, his wife had cancer, and then they thought they beat it. Then a little bit down the road, she passed away. The one son that had an accident, he, had a, he could only turn like this. He got in an accident and he died. And this is all within a couple years span. His other son 
got messed up in drugs and went to go buy some, and they beat him and killed him while he was trying to buy the drugs and took his life right there on the side of the road in a ditch. The other son messed up and took the rap for his son because he knew he was doing wrong and went to federal prison. And I'm walking through Walmart, me and Sister Warren, and I said, oh, I forgot something, and I went back to the, the shelf to get something. As I come back, here's old Benny pushing his cart. Looked like death, looked like he had no hope, looked like he was lost, looked like he was all, he was undone. And he looked at me and said, brother, brother, I, I, I don't know which way is what. I don't know what's up and what's down. He said, I had a guy come to my house, and I cussed him all the way, told him to leave my house. I'm, I, I'm just lost, brother. I, I don't know what to do. I've, been, I've gone through so much in my life. I'm just, I have no clue what I'm going to do, brother. And he said this to me. He said, brother, just remember my prayer. Okay, brother, I remember your prayer, church. And I started walking away. And at that moment right there, the Spirit of God quickened it to me that he don't need, he don't need to wait for you to pray for him. He, he, he needs you to pray for him right now. You see, a lot of times it's real easy to say, well, I'll pray for you when I get to church. Oh, we'll remember you. But when someone is going through something and he was distraught, I could honestly say it looked like after all he's gone through and looking at him that he, he was pondering because he felt he was lost. He had no need. There was no reason for him to be alive. And I almost felt deep down that if I would have just walked away, that he might have ended his life because all the bad happened to him. He lost majority of all his family except for one son and one daughter, I believe. And I turned around and I said, we're going to pray right now. He said, we're going to pray right now. And we were in Walmart. Here's the, ca here's the cash registers and the self-checkout. Here's the aisles. And we were right there and people were walking. I laid my hands on him and I started praying for him. I, I prayed for hope. I, I, I prayed for everything. That God just touched his life. And as he's sitting there and it looks like tears are coming down and he's praying with me. And, 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 and the people are walking by. See, when compassion grips your life, you're not going to be worried about what someone else is thinking. You're not going to be worried because when someone needs a touch from God and compassion grips you. He couldn't believe it. He went home. And a couple of weeks later, a week later, I don't know, I was going back into Walmart and I seen Brother, Brother Dean Ferris coming out. And he said, Brother, he said, Brother, Brother Benny was telling me that you prayed for him in the church. Or, sorry, prayed for him at Walmart. And he said he was just so amazed that all them people walking by, that you actually were praying for him with all them people walking by. And he said it lifted his spirit. He's back to picking at his guitar, singing gospel songs. That he found his love again, connection to God. But what if I would have walked away and said, well, I'll pray for you at church, and hopefully God will touch your soul. But when compassion grips you, and someone's in pain, and someone's suffering, God will turn you back around and say, you need to pray for them now. You need
need to stand in the gap of faith and believe and pray for them and watch what God will do in their life. Now, I'll take a pat on the back if I got a raise at my job. I'll take a pat on the back if I bought me a new car for, or a new truck or bought a new house. I'll tell you, man, that's a good, you're doing phenomenal. Man, God's really blessed. I'll take that pat on the back. But if my boss is saying I'm fixing to lay you off because things are slow, I don't need a pat on the back. I need someone to get on their knees in prayer and say, God, open up a door. God, bring them a job. God, you gave them that job, you'll give them another one. God, you are the author and finish for our faith. God, make a way where there is no way. And in today's society right now, the way everything is, anyone want a job, you can have a job. You want to be a pipe fitter, bricklayer, it don't matter. It's all out there. Amen. Amen. And I'm about done. But allow compassion to consume you. Don't, allow, don't, don't let compassion be a way where you will do something or go out of the ordinary for somebody and bless them financially or help them pay a bill, but with the mindset that you are going to owe me. That you, 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 you know, I, I, I'm, I'm saying if someone needed help with something, matter of fact, there was times when we were at the Redbud Church and there was a guy, he was coming to church, but he didn't have enough money to get back. But God blessed me with extra in my pocket because I had overtime. I pulled it out and I said, man, I got this. And, the, and, and, and Brother Frisbee said, are you sure about that? And I said, no, I'm fine. And I pulled it out and I gave him a bunch of 20s to, to put gas in his tank. And he said, I appreciate that. I'll get you back. Don't worry about it. God has blessed me. I was able to have some overtime. I was able to have extra on my paycheck. I can pay my bills. I can pay my tithes. And he gave me extra that I can be a blessing to you. I just want to see you come back to church. And if you're wanting to come back to church, I have no problem going out of my comfort zone, open up my wallet, and giving you what you need to put in your gas tank so that you can make it back to the church because you're coming back to the church because you don't have the Holy Ghost and you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. That might be the time that you go that when they see the compassion from the saint in the church, they say, surely that is the love of God. Surely that is the love of God. This is the church that I want to go to because they, they show the love of God. See, for a long time, I've always wondered about the love of God. For the longest time, I wondered where it was at. And you guys all hold, hold, heard my testimony. But I used to wonder where it was at. Because if mom can get lost in drugs and, and, and her drugs consumed her, that, that came first in her life. And my mom lose all the rights and we're at the court. And my dad says, keep them in the system because I'd have to switch my life around because of my business that I do. Because I travel all over California and other states and other countries. I can't, I can't fix my life in order for him to come live with me, leave him in the system. And I came very bitter. I came very angry. I was always fighting. I was stealing. I was going in purses. 
and stealing money. I was doing everything that I could, going to the store and put a soda in my big parka. I'd put soda and candy bars and chips and I'd walk out. And I had so much anger and bitterness because I figured if the two people that should love me the most pretty much kicked me to the curb and left me to the system. And I'm wondering, is there a love that God has? Because I've never seen it. I've never experienced it. But when you have somebody that has a compassion and a desire to see people's lives changed and they get on their knees and they're praying, saying, touch Terry Warren, touch Terry Warren. And I feel the love and compassion of God. And then when I come to an altar and I'm down praying, thinking I don't even know why I'm here. Everybody else has failed me. But then I felt the love of God wrap his arms around me. And I was sitting right there. And I felt a warmth. And I felt a comfort. And I felt like I was wanted. I felt I was needed. I felt I was there for a purpose and for a reason. When compassion grips your soul, you will go far beyond what you feel you're capable of to try to do what you can. Amen. Amen. As they're playing, this altar's open. Can I tell you there's room at the cross? Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.